My name is Zach. I play the half elf wizard, Alaris Geldream, and this is Advantage. party continued their trek north toward the city of Havenmere. As they entered the burned, ashen camp at Trails End, they discovered a sprite, a fierce warrior of the hundreds of thousands who had desecrated the graves of the dead. The sprite fled to warn others and amass a tiny, flittering army, and Grimton chased after, plowing through the trees. Losing sight of the creature, the party found themselves at the bank of the Charmed River, and at the end of drawn blades of four bandits. The fight was quick and unintentionally lethal. Two bandits were accidentally killed, one managed to escape, and the last surrendered. And that's where we'll pick up. So you're heading north from Trail's End, having made your way back there and following along the path. And occasionally you see and smell the clearly dead, the charred bodies of the members of the contingent that tried to run to escape the fire. And you pass him as you walk the path, following it north to Forest Edge. Do you ever approach them? I pray as I walk by. Um... I definitely don't have time to do like full East Italian rites on them, and they're they're not people of the forest, so like I don't know how proper that is. Um, but I do pray as I walk by um, to the spirits to to protect them and guide them and allow them into the spirit world, even though they are foreigners. Give me a darn good religion check. God bless America. Seven. Yeah, no, that's not going to do it. Um, so you're muttering to yourself as you walk by. Basically. Auric, uh, you are maybe 45 minutes, an hour and a half out of uh, Trail's End. And you see a foreign structure in the woods a couple hundred yards to the east in the trees. Or in rather, the barren husks of the trees. So among the blackened trunks rising into the air are a series of horizontal constructions that appear to be lashed between the trunks. I roll real bad. I rolled a three. I'm not sure what I'm adding to that. Do you investigate? Yeah, I'd like to go investigate. <laughs> so you lead the party on, and as you draw closer, you can tell that these are raised platforms for the dead, the scaffolding for those who have been excarnated. Uh, I and in the middle of these, this pair of scaffolding is the ashes of a bonfire. Like the sepulcher that you found at the place of power, this sepulcher is 
obviously newer than the one put together by the druid Andri that burned at the shrine to the Great Watcher. These ones were made... Uh, give me a survival roll. Six. So this one is made very recently. So these platforms are six or seven feet tall, and you can't quite see the bodies of the individuals who lay on top of them. I'm, I'm going to climb up. You as a collective, not necessarily you, Ulrich. Well, specifically oh. me, because I'm indeed small. I'm going to see if I can determine who is up here and if it's anyone I know. Are you going to climb up there? Or? Yeah, as, as like, respectfully as one can climb on a sepulcher, I'd like to do that. Give me an acrobatics check. And then also pair it with a religion check. My acrobatics roll was 9. Okay. My religion roll was 15. You know where to and where not to step. The parts of the uh, structure that would give way and destroy it and it takes a, a second but you're able to barely peek your little gnome head above the platform and on top of these are the bodies of two elves that are cloaked in brown with blue trim their eyes are closed and their hands clutch long bows the arrows knocked on the strings are fletched with electric blue hawk feathers they look like they have died from blade wounds across their bodies. Do I do I know anything about what this is? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I hop down gracefully and uh, come talk to Morlinde about and, and tell her what I just saw. Can I roll and find out if I know anything about this? In the meantime, Alaris or Grimm? Yeah. Yes. Give me an investigation roll. Got it. And, I, and for the record, I asked I asked Morlinde about this, but I wasn't doing it secretly. I just thought she would be the person to know, so it would be very possible for Grimton or LRS to hear me. Nineteen. Wow, Grimton, what about you? Nine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> LRS. Um, the blade of a dagger sticks out of the ash in the middle of the two platforms. You bend down and look at it. You see the remains of burned bones. This is a cremation fire. Touch it. Um, I'll touch it. <laughs> so you pull the blade out. Do you show it to Grimton? Yeah, I'll show it to Grimton. Do I notice anything? Grimton. About the... the blade is obviously Pandominion in construction. Uh, Alaris, while you're also bending down, you find some seeds scattered among the area. Oh, that's cool. What kind of seeds? Various types. Alright, I'll grab some of those too. So, the electric blue hawk feathers, Morlinde, that Ulrich mentions, your mind immediately goes to the memories of Kareth's staff that they wielded and the hawk feather, the blue hawk feather that hung from it. Oh, that's bad. Give me a nature check or a religion check. Whichever one's higher? I think they're both the same, aren't they? Let's see. Yeah, I'm training both of those. 22. That hawk feather on Kara's staff was a totem of 
involvement, of participation, of membership within the circle of great duty. The circle of great duty is the, 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 the circle of druids that all presiding druids, sans you, belong to. Creating this kind of republic of druidic nation states in each of the major populaces within the watched forest. Do you, do you get up and look at these uh, individuals yourself? Yeah, I would like to. When you see them, you're able to recognize them as members of the Tempest Oath. The Tempest Oath is the zealot army that's led by Young Oak Volnut. Oh, no. Who's under the tutelage of presiding druid Ilrun Valric from the Rock of Visions. It, yeah, isn't that where Cyanadel and everyone are going? Yes. And they're already out here fighting? Yes. Oh, this is bad. What's bad, Morlinde? I think there's more fighting within the druids than I expected. Those who were killed are zealots from the Rock of Visions, which is where Cyanadel and the Violent Faction were going. Um, and and then um, I believe they were killed by uh, druids from the Circle of Great Duty, Ooh. which is the, the circle of druids that I should be in since I'm a presiding druid, but um, was not ever uh, inducted into because of all of the insanity that has gone down. Um, Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Or am I in it? You're not, but the Electric Blue Hawk Feathers that were on Kara's staff are also in the arrows knocked by the dead bodies of the Tempest Oath. Wait, I'm confused. Oh! Who's killing who? Grimton, you want to explain? So or I guess Yessie, do you want to yeah, explain? Yeah, Yessie. <laughs> so the Tempest Oath, the guys that are led by Seattadel, which are like supposedly the like radicalized ones, are being killed yeah, by don't. your presiding or your ex presiding druid. I forgot his name already. Her name. Their name. Kareth. Her name. Kareth. So Kareth is doing some headhunting. It sounds like. You think it's just Kareth? It's not maybe, Kareth and their. Uh, maybe not just Kareth. Their thugs. Like, Kareth is involved. Really powerful. Well, like, like we might be on the same side here. Like, Kareth, Kareth and her peeps are fighting the Tempest yeah, Oath, which is presumably our enemy. Yeah. Don't forget about the Pandominion Dagger. Yeah, they that also killed some Pandominion people, and they just. Uh, Grimton, do you want to give me a religion check? And uh, Alaris, go ahead and give me a religion check on that fire. Nice. 18. 18? 17. Wow. So you guys both can figure out that the cremation was used to shield the body from undeath without a blessing. So by cremating it, the soul was sent to neither the Raven Queen nor the spirits. Is there anything I That's can do good. about that? No. Stuck in limbo. Well... This is bad. 
It seems like we should just continue on, but perhaps with more haste. I agree. Yeah. Uh, could it be possible that Cyanodel has already made it to the Rock of Visions? Well, if you look at our, if you look at the map, it would seem as though the Rock of Visions is about the same distance away as our goal is, and they're traveling with a larger group. So we yep. should be reach our destination before they reach their destination, especially if they're taking time to have skirmishes in the plains area on their way like this. Yeah. Maybe so. the Rock of Visions, maybe the, the Tempest Oath mobilized before they got there. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they knew ahead of time. They might, they might have sent messages ahead. That's true. But why? Or, but why? or the Tempest Oath like, just decided to mobilize. Yeah, because they might have just seen the fire. Murder Pandominion people. Oh, that's also but true. Why are they killing... Why well, is I'm so confused. I think at this point, the, our best option is just to keep pressing keep forward. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much we can do to stop what's going on down at the Rock of Visions. And if we went there, we would just probably get killed anyway. So. Yeah. You guys want to give me a nature check? Everybody? Yep. <laughs> Steven. Or Auric roll with advantage. Good, that made a big difference. Um, you said a nature? Yep. 15. 23. 6. Okay. Uh, Morlinde, you look on the ground trying to figure this out, and you're barely able to make out footprints, as they have obviously been wiped. And you could be imagining it, but they appear to be heading south against the direction that you're headed. As in, in the opposite direction? Yeah. So you guys are headed north to Force Edge, and the footprints appear to be headed south. Okay, so I think I see footprints, but they're going south. Um, is are that they... back towards Lechus, the extreme right? Yeah, that's, that's back towards uh, how many people does it look like there are? Less than a dozen. Why? Okay. So you it's probably just guess? a raiding party. You want my guess? A raiding party with Kareth. Yeah, I think Kareth is leading those soldiers. They are going south, but they don't appear to be in favor of the Tempest, uh, the Tempest Oath, based on like the combat that is evident here. Or the Pandominion. I think the Pandominion needs to be still our first direction. Yes. Letris is not unguarded, and... The question might be whether the Pandominion got caught in a crossfire, or they were being attacked. Either yeah. way, I yeah. think mm. I think Kara's primary enemy here is the, the Tempest Oath. Though, I guess it should be noted that he did go through the trouble of performing the, ritual, the burial rituals for... Yeah, because there is a chance that they weren't fighting each other... They just, like, the Tempest people were just fighting the Pandominion people, and the other people came in, and they saw the fighting, and they buried, like, they did the ritual for the people that were their friends, and they burned the Pandominion people. But so, the, the, the Druids, it appears the Druids were killed, or the, the Zealots were killed by the army of Druids, correct? 
Not necessarily. They just Not have slices across their chest and arms. Yeah. So they could have been killed by the Pandominion soldiers, and the Pandominion soldiers won the battle, and then they this other raiding party popped up and killed the rest of them. Like that could have been what what happened. Also, we all make this discussion as we're moving north. For the record, <laughs> yes, because okay. we can walk and talk at the same time. Right. So what we do know is so, that something is heading south. Yes. With what intent? We're not sure. At its worst, it's still only a strike force and is not going to be able to attack an entire city. We're good going north, I think. If it's the presiding druid, that's dangerous. But I, I don't know if there's anything we can do anyway. Might not be, and it might be a good second stop, but I believe the Pandominion still needs our assistance. Or at least our report before we go on and deal with internal affairs. Hey, Francis Joe, thank you so much for understanding me taking an extra two days to get this episode out to y'all. Uh, my first full year of grad school is complete, and I am 18 credits into an 81-hour master's degree, and now I'm free until August, so I have all summer to write, record, and edit content for Advantage, which I'm super excited for. We've got a lot of, um, a lot of episodes in the queue that we're uh, super pumped to share with. I reckon that the cast and I have recorded maybe seven or eight episodes in front of you and it's all just terrific i love the story in the way that zach yesi sarah and steven are helping me tell it it's just absolutely incredible also helping us weave the tale is daniel grayling who did all of our graphic art and blake bost who composed the entire soundtrack that you can hear at soundcloud.com slash blake bost last week during the switch series episode sully gave blake high praise for his masterful composition and he's right it's phenomenally well done. I think it sets the tone for our show really well. Um, Labor of Love Graphics helped with our website. You can reach them at laboroflovegraphics.com. That website is advantagednd.com. Um, as our story develops, it will be an incredible resource for you, listeners. Uh, it has maps, location details, and information on all the characters and cast. We're developing a page for important NPCs as well so that you can fully understand the people of the cusp. Um, now that it's summer, I'll finally have time to work on that. All of our character details are also linked to heroforge.com where you'll be able to find custom designed minis for those characters designed by the cast and me. Um, we've also become friends with Dark Silver Forge and they've agreed to offer 10% off on all of their products to Advantage listeners. They offer high-quality products for discerning role-playing gamers. They're most proud of their Dragonsteel and Cthulhu gold metal dice sets. They're beautifully cast zinc alloy. The D20 in these sets is five and a half times heavier than your typical plastic die. Uh, as they put in their message to me, quote, We got the idea looking at other metal dice sets and thought, we could do that better. So go to DarkSilverForge.com and use the code ADVANTAGEDND, uh, that's Dora, Nomad, Dora, I don't, I don't know the military alphabet, uh, ADVANTAGEDND, no space, all caps, and receive 10% off of everything in their website. 
Um, I'm sure by now you've listened to our collaboration project that we did with How Friends Roll that dropped last week. You can find them on iTunes and on Twitter at How Friends Roll. Uh, Sully did an amazing job DMing that one shot, and you can look forward to more Switch Series collaborations in the future. I'm currently writing a game now for their cast. Um, the taker still isn't done creating the perfect dungeon. Continue to send us questions and comments for a mailback episode. Email, tweet, Facebook, Tumblr will respond to any and all of them. I encourage you to send us a voice recording, too. Um, you can get us that by opening your phone's voice recording app and emailing that file to advantagednd at gmail.com. We'll also be reading all the iTunes reviews that we receive and respond to all the great ratings we get there. Interactions in all forms really just encourage us to um, continue to sh share this story and help us get out the word that we exist, which is important. You can talk to us anytime on the social media. Our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at AdvantageDND. And now let's return to the show. Thank you. As you continue walking north, exhaustion sets in as dusk begins to set. Well, we might have to make camp. Yep, let's make camp. So we make camp. So you make camp. So inside that uh, bag of holding, you've got all sorts of rations. You've also got sleeping bags and other campy related things. So tell me about this camp that you made. Is it near the road? Is it along the banks of the river? Or How far away is the road from the river? It kind of it bows in and out a little bit. It can be anywhere from maybe a couple hundred yards to like right up against the, um, right up against the upper bank. Okay. It just kind of depends on whatever path the surveyors, when they came down, decided would yeah. be the best. I would prefer to be closer to the river and further away from the road yeah like maybe like from a like a sort of midway between the two and yeah, a yeah but slightly favoring the river yeah okay so um, when it, so at a point where it bows out you just kind of split the difference between the two on the riverside yeah uh small okay. camp probably some um traps slash like um, just things to, like, warn us if somebody, for instance, were to walk into the perimeter. Oh, you know you're definitely going to have to uh, keep tell me about these traps. Um, really simple stuff, like you can do um, just using some uh, rope or fishing line. Maybe a fishing line. Something like that, just to um, and, like make a small perimeter and then tie little things that make noise to them. Like, not even really a bell, just, like, small pieces of wood or metal that can clink together. Okay, yeah, sure. Give me a survival roll. 21. Perfect. Great. Um, also, I assume that some sort of watch will be kept. Do you guys have a fire? I can small. make a fire. A small fire. I make okay. fire. A flaming sword. I make fire. I also have a piece of metal with magical fire qualities. It, it's like a small cook fire, though. It's not like a... Yeah. It's just I also have a cantrip that makes fire. Morlinde, can you uh, scoot up closer to the mic, please? Substantially? 
Oh, sorry. I was just being really comfortable. Oh, much better. I made a fire. Congratulations. You have a fire going, and it protects you against the night. Um, so, before, before three of you go to bed and one presumably takes watch, I'd really like to have a decompression time, because some real heavy stuff has gone down. Morlende, you killed a humanoid for the first time, uh, for example. Yep. It's just a lot of trauma that's happening. I, I also want to know how this fire makes you feel as far as, um, as far as like your sanity is concerned, if there's any sort of like PTSD uh, that's going on based on like the fire that you had witnessed before. You know, the one that consumed everything and destroyed your homes. And I'm really interested to see how that plays out internally. If, if you'll remember during all the ceremonies that Isitalos had when Kara and uh, Cyanidel and the other elders were doing their thing, at the, like the lament, they, they didn't light fires. Specifically, presumably, for that reason. So, Well, um... The fire itself that I made is fine. It is just fire, and I am in control, you know? Yeah. It's not crazy, scary, supernatural fire whose purpose is to destroy. This fire, the purpose is light and warmth and cooking food um, and safety. So I don't necessarily have a thing about fire. The forest fire was terrible and awful, and I never want to witness this again. However, fire itself is not really a huge deal. Okay. Um, so fire in the right context is... Yeah. Okay. But I did, um, I did kill someone today by accident, so that sucked. I think I am learning exactly how powerful I am and how powerful uh, my uh, magic and my connection uh to the spirits is and how that can be really dangerous and it was not part of my plan to kill that guy um like that that wasn't supposed to happen um and i didn't know that i could but it happened and there was nothing i could do about it um and now it's over and like i killed somebody today and I just have to live with that. And I don't even know if it was a bad person. Yeah. For Auric, they can dissociate, you know, a small cook fire from the traumatic event. Similarly, it does provide light and warmth, and it's just... It's not really where my mind is as, as, a, as a character. Um, even, even thinking about... Um, because... Uh, I wasn't personally responsible for directly killing someone like that is floating around the back of my mind that like, you know, somebody died. But even though I don't believe I don't believe Ulrich has killed anyone, if I remember the way I answered that question um, before, I am prepared for that if I ever need to, and there are situations in which I would, but like haven't made a habit of it. I have seen death, especially a lot lately. Uh, and so I'm not as focused on that. I'm really thinking about kind of kind of the prevailing thoughts that I've had lately of, you know, not only do I no longer have a home again, 
um, and I'm traveling about, but also like there's a sort of growing irritation with the gods and the spirits. Arik let Morlinde do it, but was wholeheartedly prepared to just give Neavan supplies and send her on her way without preaching to her because of exactly what they said to her about, you know, <laughs> this is all you've got. Arik can connect on that refugee level, and it's really starting to get fed up with, again, like the spirits and the gods making decisions about lives, human lives, elven lives, like mortal lives. Bitterness is too strong. It's not there yet. It's just frustration. Certainly not making them more religious. Alaris, growing up in the Azure Keep where everything was relatively safe and as like a member of the Pandominion and one of its more heavily militarized, like outer protecting cities, has never seen anything close to the amount of death and destruction that we've been experiencing today. So it is a little much, which is why he hasn't been really saying as much, I guess. It's just kind of trying to take it all in. Like, he's he's there to, like, help figure out what the party needs to do or whatever, but he's just trying to deal with it all. It's definitely not home. Can Grimton get a sense that the other members of his party are not used to killing or, like, new to that sort of combat? You could ask. I think he's trying to, like, insight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, please. Alright. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a two, so... I can't. <laughs> so in my befuddlement... You should ask next time. <laughs> in my befuddlement, as I sit around the fire, I look around at the faces in front of me, and I go... Grimton goes... Are you guys used to the fighting? The killing? Nope. Fighting, yes. This much death, no. Dying and killing is not such a rare thing, especially when you patrol the hinterlands, try to protect convoys, try to protect your cities. The important thing to remember is that you should never let it get easy. Anytime you kill something, remind yourself that you did just steal a life. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. No pun intended. <laughs> the wind is gusty tonight. But the darkness of the new moon is... Morlinde, this is the night that the elders would have gathered in their conclave at the Shelter of Spirits. The new moon signaled a fresh start for Isatalos. What has it been? Nine months? Ten? Maybe? Since the public voted to allow the Pandominion to build their road? And you sit here among the skeletal trees of the watched forest, thinking these thoughts alone in your head. You guys want to set up some watch? 
Yeah, Auric will take yeah. first watch. Okay. Just I'll take second. I'll... Oh, you can take second, that's fine. I'll take the third watch, that's fine. Come on, Linda, you get to wake up early in the morning, huh? Yay. Yay. As everybody's hunkering down and their sleeping rolls and all that. Alaris, give me a perception check. Or rather, hold on. Give me a constitution check. 13 plus... Not Alaris, sorry, Ulrich. My bad. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I was like, alright, man. Guy. I was like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Strange, alright. Uh, what am I rolling? Uh, Constitution. Nine. So it's pretty sleepy. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Like Seven. Nope, no, just Auric. We're asleep. And I'm tired and lost in my thoughts. And you are tired and lost in your thoughts. And eventually, it comes to pass that it's time to wake Crimpton up. So I do. Can you, can you switch out posts? Crimpton, give me a constitution to saving your throw. <laughs> That's a five, Joe. Give me a perception check with disadvantage. Thirteen. You fall asleep. And it's not until they're right up on you oh, good. that you hear the moans of the undead as they rip through the traps that you had set earlier. Are we sure we didn't start the fire? <laughs>